part, through almost 100 games, I'd like to think that we've all gotten at least a good sense for the individuals who make up this roster. I have no idea what to make of Zach Thompson. Do you? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Phillies 8, Pirates 7 last night at PNC Park. It was 8 nothing, if you can believe that, until late in the game. And Cal Mitchell homered, and then this big rally starts in the ninth inning with the home team scoring five times on the anniversary of the unbelievable comeback that the Pirates made against the Astros that was won by Brian Giles' grand slam off Billy Wagner. Those of us who were there will never forget it. One of the great baseball things I've ever witnessed. Well, this wasn't that, because these are the 2022 Pirates, and only they could come up with a seven-run comeback when eight were needed. You know what I'm saying? I I don't want to cut them up here. I mean, a rally is a rally is a rally, and they had some guys come through there at the end, but it was just asking a little bit too much, apparently. And really, it was asking too much for them to overcome another really bad Thompson start. This is his second in a row. Two games now he's given up a touchdown each, 14 runs and 20 hits in a grand total of 11 innings. And this is what he looked like back through April. Remember that? He finished April with a 10.5 ERA, and we're all going, this is this is all they got for Jacob Stallings. There's a couple of prospects, too, but Thompson was the guy who was the closest to the major, so he was going to leave the biggest and strongest impression up front. Well, he sure didn't. But then, after April, he put together 12 starts in a row in which he only gave up more than two earned runs once, and even that was just a four. So he was pitching pretty well there for a while, and he looked like possibly part of the solution. He's 28 years old, but you know, starting pitching is all about years of control way more than it is about youth, except in one regard. And that's whether or not you can continue to get better. Or you can just be who you are and stay at that same level. I have no idea what Thompson is. I watch him pitch occasionally, and this goes inning by inning, where he'll bury guys, he'll overwhelm them. Dude's got serious stuff. Six foot seven, he can fire the fastball in there in the upper 90s when he's really rearing it. And he's got a couple of off speed offerings. They're not spectacular. They're not going to, you know, make pitching ninja or whatever, but he can get people out with his off speed stuff. And then the very next inning, you'll just see him getting clocked like all over creation with no real rhyme or reason, not one pitch that's giving him trouble. It's just. Well, a failure to execute, I guess, is the best way to put it. And that's the way Derek Shelton, not coincidentally, 
put it after this one. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought he competed. I mean, early on, just uh, a lot of contact, which we know he's going to give up contact. He's that, he's that type of pitcher and, you know, balls felt, balls fell in. We had that ball in the first that, uh, you know, we came close to catching and then, you know, in, in the sixth, he got two quick outs and then left the changeup up to Schwarber who, you know, I think he's got about 30 homers. So, uh, just didn't execute a pitch there. That's command. That's command. People think of command as how many guys did you walk or not walk. Over these last two starts, Thompson's only walked two total guys. So it's not like he's been wild. It's just that he can't and hasn't been pinpointing within the strike zone. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of... Steak on a stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, before anybody accuses me of just singling out the negative, when for the most part, the Pirates have gotten really good starting pitching over the past few weeks, look, I'll say it again. Oscar Marine has done apparently good work with Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, and to whatever extent his services would be needed for a veteran like Jose Quintana. But the only other pitcher in that rotation, since the Pirates are burying Rowanzi Contreras in Indianapolis to try to save money three or four years from now, is Thompson. And I, I, don't, I don't see it. You know, I, I see a guy starting to look like a guy, you know, just somebody else that's in the equation. If you look at his time that he had with the Marlins, and they didn't use him very much, he was a four-and-chain GRA guy. In Pittsburgh, now he's a five-and-chain GRA guy based mostly on a handful of really lousy starts, including the one last night. What's the difference? What's there when he's doing well? What's not there when he's not? Here's Thompson after the game last night. Um, we honestly tried to approach the direction thing I've talked to you all about. Yeah. Um, some of the arm... Uh, quickness that I've been dealing with. Just sometimes it's a little slow, like my timing's a little off. Um, I think we actually made a pretty good adjustment. Some of my pitches were actually a lot better than what they were. And, you know, sometimes you just have to tip your cap and, you know, some guys just hit the ball pretty well. Kind of kills you, too, because Thompson might be the nicest man, the most mild-mannered, polite man on the planet. And I don't know that I'm exaggerating here. A gentle giant in every way. When he's happy, his smile stretches from one end of the clubhouse to the other. And even when he doesn't do well like last night, he has this natural, almost awkward smile about him. You want people who are naturally happy to be happy, like for legit reasons. You also want the Stallings trade to be something that pays off. And yes, I know Jake has struggled in Miami immensely, but that for me really doesn't weigh into how you measure this one because at the time that Stallings was traded, this was a gold glove catcher coming off a pretty decent hitting season 
and had only been getting better and better. So the value should have been there. There still should be a quality return. And as I mentioned, there are a couple of prospects that the team likes. But Thompson's here now. And even though he was aboard that train, the one that you've heard me describe, uh, Brubaker would say to me, we're all getting aboard now. We're all moving in the same direction. Now Thompson's not. And I, I don't have answers. I just don't. When we come back, J1Q. Major League Baseball athletes. Is the Pirates' own disregard for wins and losses in 2022 detrimental to the younger guys who will be counted on to actually win in the coming years? Does losing become a a bad habit? Now, Rhett, your timing of this question is perfect because the layperson looks at the game like last night and says, wow, look at the battling buckos. They're still scrapping away. They're still showing what they can do. Or as Shelton put it in his press gathering afterward, you know, our guys are competing no matter what the score is. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's actually what it is. They're competing no matter what the score is. What you have to ask yourself is why. When Cal Mitchell comes up and hits that home run, it made an 8 to nothing game 8-1. to one. As Mitchell rounded first base, please don't take this as a criticism. I'm trying to make a point here. As Mitchell rounded first base, he pumped his right fist. I mean, he made it 8-1, to one, okay? Who's Mitchell thinking of in that situation? Well, he had three hits. He had a pretty nice night. Who's he thinking of in that situation? He doesn't want to be the guy that goes back to Indianapolis. He knows there are guys down there, notably Jack Sawinski, who are going to come back up. And someone's going to have to leave. And it just might be him again. That's the motivator here. If you want to keep this real, you know, if we want to get hokey about it, we can say, oh, yeah, and then Cal Mitchell sparked the big rally. and You know, that, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. For most of these players, meaning all but like a handful of them, their own individual performance has to take precedent over what's happening with the team because they're not going to be around. The only people who could conceivably be concerned with the team and how the team's coming together would be exactly who you'd expect. Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, dot, dot, dot. But yes, yes is my answer to your question, because still in all, losing can and does become a habit. The approach to not prioritizing winning the game right in front of you can and does become a habit. And I will maintain, although Ben Charrington really shot me down on this one when I brought it up a few weeks ago, 
that this organization as a whole, top to bottom, from management all the way down to the lowest tier prospect, gets lifted up when the Pirates sweep the Dodgers in Los Angeles. I don't believe that I'm wrong about that. I don't believe that it's crazy to assume that the kids that are playing in the Gulf Coast League in Bradenton are flicking on the TV that they have in the big lobby of their dorm area, and they see that the parent club just swept what at the time was the best team in baseball and remains the richest team in baseball. And they did it in their yard, and there they are at the top of Sports Center, and they were making all kinds of plays. Remember that series? It wasn't just getting some good pitching and a couple of big hits or whatever. They actually played outstanding baseball for all three games, including in the field. The kind of stuff that you'd be proud of, the kind of stuff that you can show to the kids in the organization. Hey, someday, someday, if you keep working hard, if you keep getting better, you're going to be able to play at that level, and you're going to be a part of that, and you're going to be part of all this winning that we're going to do around here instead of, you know, 20 to nothing and 18 to four and whatever else. So, yes, yes, I'm with you on the concept. I really am. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates every day. I really do. And if you appreciate the show, and everything that goes into it, notably the production of our staff behind the scenes. I'd like to make a little bit of an ask of you. Wherever it is that you hear Daily Shot of Pirates or the other two Daily Shots, if it's Apple or Spotify, find a place where they seek out a review. You know, where they show you the five stars and you tap on the fifth star or whatever star you happen to think is appropriate for this program. And leave a review. It makes a big, big difference toward growing slash solidifying our audience. Let's do this again Monday. Uh-huh.